Well, let me ask you a question. Are you doing the same thing you were doing three years ago? Now, you may take pride in the fact that you've been at the same job for 18 years now. Is there more value, though, in staying the same, or are you missing new opportunities? Be careful about putting loyalty above growth. Be careful thinking you're strengthening the guarantee of your future by continuing to do what you've been doing in the past. All right, stick around. We'll be discussing this and how to find those new opportunities right after these messages from our supporting sponsors. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. Well, welcome in. We're going to be taking care of business as usual here. Well, I've got some things that aren't as usual that I want to address here in just a minute. Yeah, some things are changing here in the podcast. A lot of you have reached out and asked about that. I'm going to give you an update on what's going on and why I've made some changes. Well, here's some questions we'll be addressing as well. Always got those beautiful questions that have come in. Thank you for those. It's an honor to have those come in. We'll unpack as many as we have time for today. But uh, we got a whole lot of things uh, set up for the next couple of weeks here that I want to share with you as well. Here's a question. I crave beauty and art in life, but have been told repeatedly that I can't make a living doing that. Someone asked, with social media tools changing so quickly, how can I use them effectively? Great question. Boy, things are changing fast. And then somebody asked, do you have any suggestions for how to find W-2 work from home, meaning a traditional employee working from home? Yep, got some things that are changing there that uh, we need to be aware of as well. Well, our quotation comes from Albert Einstein, who said, very profoundly so, if you want different results, do not do the same things. Pretty easy to understand that. You can't expect different results. That's that old definition of insanity, uh, doing the same things over and over and expecting different results. Not likely to happen. So if you want different results, do not do the same things. Now, our resource for this week, and this is coming up real quick, is going to, I'm promoting an open house. We're having a Monday mentor call I'm doing with my son, Kevin, and that's going to be, just go to 48days.com slash open house. Hopefully you'll be hearing this soon enough. You can go there, join us on Monday. Um, God, that's this, this coming Monday where I'm going to be having a conversation with Kevin about his new book, What Drives You. Now, this is kind of a surreal moment for a dad to have a son who has a, a major book come out with a major publisher. It's a wonderfully done book, and we're going to have a lot, a lot of fun unpacking that together. Kevin says everybody is driven. It just, we're driven toward different things. I take a, a little bit of a counter view to that and seeing some people that I think just are not driven. But uh, we're going to have a lively conversation about that and also give you an insight into our 40 Days Eagles community. we got the doors open there. Happy to have you join us there for these ongoing conversations and tools for growth as well. All right. Now, a couple things that I want to address here. One is the issue of having ads in this podcast. Now, the last uh, two weeks, really, we've had ads showing up there, and a whole bunch of you have reached out about that. So I've got people saying, um, 
Uh, well, let's see here. Somebody says, hello, I just noticed there are commercials in the podcast. Is this expected or something with the player? I'm even using the Brave browser. Personally, I do what I can to avoid commercials on TV, radio, gas stations, etc. It does look like they can be skipped. Please let me know how. Well, <laughs> it's there, there's a whole lot of players, and it's not a particular player that you're listening to at all. This is a thing that I'm experimenting with. Now, you hear me talk about that a lot, that everything I do is an experiment. This is an experiment. To have ads. Now, in, back in the early days of my podcast, I did have ads. I, I did a lot of promotions for, well, a lot of you are sleeping on Casper mattresses because I talked about that and the fact that Joanne and I have, still have Casper mattresses. I used Harry's razors. I talked about that. We talked about fresh books for several years, really. Talked about LinkedIn learning. But then I got away from that and I just didn't do it. I thought that the space in the podcast is so valuable and we have so many things that we talk about that we're doing within the 48 days community that I wanted to use it for that. So I just haven't had, I have, I've been resistant. These agencies that come knocking. Now you have to realize podcast ads is a big deal right now because when you look at how TV, radio, print publications, magazines. I mean, those have all just tanked. I mean, those TV is so segmented. There's so many options out there that advertisers aren't trying to get traction there much at this point. Radio, traditional terrestrial radio is really struggling as such a, a, a small window of opportunity with them. And big companies realize People are listening to podcasts. Thus, it's natural that they're showing up and uh, offer, offering significant compensation for having their things promoted. Now, I'm doing it for a couple of reasons. And we're going with a company, a new agency called Glassbox. It's not just another ad agency where they just take your podcast, drop in ads. No, pod, Glassbox is creating a network of connection for podcasters. Now, it's not going to be millions of them. It's going to be, they're very, very selective. There's only about 50 of us in this, but they're creating a network much like Netflix, where if you watch a particular movie, then they say, hey, if you enjoyed this, you'd probably enjoy this. So there's tons of cross promotion like that, which is elevating the growth of everybody who's in this little network. So that's why I'm doing it. But now when, when you think about it, I mean, you think about all, all the big podcasts out there, the ones who have, you know, lots and lots of listeners like uh, Tim Ferriss or John Lee Dumas or Joe Reagan, Rogan or my uh, son, Kevin, Kevin Meller with his self-helpful. I mean, they all have ads in there. I mean, for Kevin, my son, that's his 100% source of income. He has a large family, lots of kids, lives up in Aspen Grove, up in Colorado, um, that's what he does. His podcast is his business and thus his ad revenue is his income and very significantly so because he's got a massive audience. Tim Ferriss, a year or so ago, decided he was not going to have ads. You know, he thought, well, I'm just not going to, you know, have ads. I'm going to have just pure content and I'm just going to have my listeners donate through Patreon. Just make donations to support and give me the income that I used to from ads. He said he was going to do that for six months. He lasted about four weeks. And he said, good grief, this doesn't work. There is no way in the world listeners are going to support this. I need the, the big bucks that I was used to from having sponsors. And he went back to that. Well, 
Again, I'm doing this for a couple of reasons. One is for the growth in downloads. I mean, we know that the 48 Days Podcast is the portal. That is the entry point for everything that we do in 48 days, and it works magnificently. Now, I haven't had ads because we have revenue from a lot of other things that we do in 48 days. So it wasn't primarily the revenue that I was looking for. It was for the increase in spreading the podcast, getting more downloads, more listeners. That's what we're all doing in Glassbox. And that was my primary source as well. Now, this has gotten pretty sophisticated these days. It's not a matter of just you drop in and you're going to hear something on here for Doritos, you know, or or for, you know, JCPenney or whatever. The ads are very targeted. I hear ads in podcasts that I listen to that's saying, hey, watermelons are in season in Florida right now. Make sure that you get some. Well, if you live in Colorado, you're not going to hear that. I hear those because I live in Florida. These ads are being very, very specifically focused on you, the listener. Now, I know that can be kind of spooky to know that there's that kind of information, but it is. It's pretty readily available, and these companies know how to position these ads so they're targeted for you in particular. But here's here's another point to why I'm doing this. A lot of this, whatever success I've had, has been due in great part to my ability to connect people with ideas or resources that'll help them move forward. I mean, that's what I do. I love doing that. I mean, just this morning, I got a note from a lady who's made a proposal for a very lucrative two-day group facilitation for a national organization. I knew they were looking for a skilled facilitator. Um, their staff has been operating remotely and they're concerned about strengthening their commitment to the company vision and goals. Now I know the company leaders. And so I strongly recommended this lady for that opportunity. I mean, I'd be very surprised if she doesn't get chosen. What do I get from this? Simply the joy of having opened that door for her. I, I talk a lot about the power of connections and I want this in podcast to enhance that. I mean, I do that. That's what I do. So if I am connecting you with things that I think can benefit you, I, I think that's a positive thing. I mean, I, I respond to a, a lot of promotional spots that I hear in podcast. I mean, I happen to be uh, wearing undershorts that I heard promoted on uh, Ed Milet's podcast. Totally changed. The, the same kind of apparel I've been wearing for years and years. Totally changed. A new, innovative kind of model out there. Man, I changed it. I absolutely love it. I mean, just yesterday I was listening to a podcast, and they talked about another podcast called called Who Smarted? Who Smarted? It's a hilarious educational podcast for kids. Now, I'm not, this is not an ad spot. It's just a resource. And it's the kind of thing that I share on here again and again. I immediately connected my grandkids to it. There's short things. I listened to one on octopus. And it's, it's octopuses, not octopus. Octopi, <laughs> news to me, but just learning. I mean, there, I heard, listen to a podcast yesterday, I heard about a brand new book titled The Family First Entrepreneur. You know, there's a very par- profitable, um, profitable, very popular book out there, Profit First. Profit First, we talked about this. This is Family First. I mean, what a great title. And it's doing extremely well. It's rocking it out there in a book that I certainly want to get want to have as well. I, I, I just bought, bought 30 copies 
of another new book that's not available until September. I went directly to the publisher to get these, but it's Phil Mershon, who has a new book titled Unforgettable, The Art and Science of Creating Memorable Experiences. I had the pleasure of writing the forward for that. I love the message. I want to give this to leaders I know who are pulling events together. So, Again, I want to just share resources on there, and that's what I hope to do with these ed. Share resources that you all can use. It's not to be an intrusion or an invasion or anything like that, just continuing the method of sharing resources. You've heard me talk about Jesse Cole, the Yellow Tux guy, who's crushing it with a new way to play baseball. I just bought his book, just shot him a note this morning. It was released yesterday as I speak. It was released yesterday. The book is Banana Ball. And what he's doing in a very innovative, creative way in playing baseball. And his book yesterday was number 50 overall on Amazon. That's a really high number. Um, here, here in my podcast, as you know, I've added Wisdom of the Sages, a short segment that comes up every Wednesday morning, because I think knowing those old stories from the Masters of Achievement can help you apply those principles today and, again, thereby shorten your path to extraordinary success. So I started this podcast in December of 2006. So now I'm approaching 17 years. Never missed a week. I've never done a replay. Now, it may beg the question, or you heard me talk at the opening here, if you're doing the same thing you were doing 17 years ago, you know, maybe you're missing new opportunities. Well, I've never missed a week, never done a replay. So I think there's value in the consistency and the trust that that builds. But I do want to experiment. And do things differently. I don't want to just be doing it the same every single time because it's worked so well. I'm still going to be experimenting. And that's what I'm doing now. I mean, again, my podcast is the big door for people entering anything related to 48 days, whether it's books, courses, webinars, open houses, our 48 Days Eagles community, our Eagles Elite Weekly Business Building Group, my mastermind, our Eagles Innovation Group. I mean, that is the way in. And I want to grow the numbers because then I'll escalate everything else that we're doing. Again, that being my primary focus. So this is very different, again, than just an agency that just shows up and just sells ads. I'm working with Glassbox. We have regular meetings together to brainstorm with ideas. What can we do creatively? What can we do to help the other podcasters who are in this small group together as well? So I've entered into a two-year experiment with Glassbox. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, who, who of you would not like to have a community promoting your business, sharing with millions of other people what it is that you have to offer? So again, two reasons for having ads, which there are going to be ads. They, they drop in hopefully you know, pretty inconspicuously, um, short and to the point. I mean, we have clear guidelines for how those are going to be doing, but it's primarily to grow awareness of this podcast, which is the foundation for my entire business. And there's also number two, then is there's zero hosting fees for me. A lot of you who are in podcasting recognize that there's zero hosting fees and a potential income generation. So do I want to be doing the same thing I was doing three years ago? Well, in some ways I am, but also I want to do it differently. Even though I love what I was doing three years ago, I want to be doing differently, not just same, same, same over year, year after year. All right. So enough of that explanation there. My gosh, I, I've 
taking a chunk of time just talking about that. Hopefully you've learned from that, again, about the value of doing things differently uh, rather than just doing things the same way again and again and again. Now, here's here's another um, recommendation. Got a guy who is a listener. His name is Bob Dahl. He's he is the author of a delightful little book titled Shut Up and Draw. Now, I'm going to talk about an artist here in a minute as well, but Shut Up and Draw, where he's he's really brilliant at creating these little cartoons with meaningful things about life and work, relationships and all that. And I encouraged him to expand what he had done in his original little book. So we're redoing the book. He's um, signed a contract with Morgan James Publishing. Uh, we're going to do it under the 48 Days Press imprint, like we did for Phil Marchand's book, incidentally, Unforgettable, that's coming out in September. That's under the 48 Days Press imprint. But with Bob's book, it's like that. And uh, I'll put a link in our show notes about where you can go and actually um, get a little glimpse of what that book is all about and get an advanced copy of it when it comes out as well. It's kind of a clunky URL, so I'll put it in the show notes where you can go there. If you just go to the 48days.com site and look in this podcast, you can see the, the link to Bob's book, Shut Up and Draw. So this question comes from... Raven, and I want you to listen to her audio. It's very clear, succinct, and to the point. So check this out from Raven. Hi, Dan. My name is Raven, calling from Houston, Texas. I've been listening to you for years, so I'd love to get your advice. I was laid off in March, and I would really love to avoid getting another job. It just has never really suited me. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I feel like now's the time to really go for it. I'm already certified as a life coach, and I have one regular client who's been with me for months and others here and there. Um, I was chose, I was told to choose only one focus. So I'm an artist as well as a life coach. So I chose to focus on the art because that's my primary passion. I have some income as a teaching assistant, but it's not much. And my coaching client is regular, but that's not enough to pay the bills. I also have to take my son to school twice a week, so I'm not even really um, able to do a job that's not flexible. So my question for you is, what are some of your ideas for finding either a job that's flexible or finding a way to get something going independently quickly enough so that I could avoid getting another job, which I know that I will despise as soon as I start doing it, unless it's something creative and flexible. So I'd love to hear your advice. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, Raven, I, I dread the employer who's going to give you a job with you knowing that you're going to hate it from the very first day. Oh my gosh, that that's uh, that's not a great situation for anybody involved. Now, Yes, you have been a listener for a long time. I'm appreciative of that, honored by that. And when I look back, you know, the, the, the cool thing about a lot of you who ask questions on here is all I have to do is put in a quick search and I can see any contact that I've had. Yours goes back several years. And when you got the job that you were just laid off from, I got a note from you. So that was uh, three years ago. So I'm a bit of a crossroads, need some guidance. I'm a new loan officer. The job is 100% commission. And you go on through what you're working through there and how you're trying to make that work and really make it successful. And then two years ago, I get a note from you. I'm a loan officer training with a mentor over the next year to become a working artist by 2022. So here we are. 
Now it's 2023. Now you're laid off again. It seems like uh, it seems like you've been given another opportunity to do what you really want to do. And I would see it as such rather than, gee, I got laid off. Ooh, no. What does this make possible? So here you are again. You know what your heart's calling you to. Yes, I know there are people telling you, gee, you can't do that. You can't just be an artist. Well, frankly, I, I think you can do both. I think you can combine it with the coaching. I'm, I want to reference Mark Ross, who is one of our 48 Days Certified Coaches. Mark is an incredible artist, and he's also a coach. He does what he calls encore coaching, where it's people in their second or third career. Maybe somebody 50 like you who's looking for a next career. That's where he coaches. But if you're a client of his, you're likely to get a piece of art that is somehow connected to and descriptive of your own coaching process or a, a transition that you went through. He blends them beautifully. He's a coach, but he posts his newest art every week in our 48 Days Eagles community. So people can see it in there and people respond. And it often does one of two things. A lot of times people will say, oh my gosh, that's gorgeous. I want that for my living room. And he simply sells it to them. Or they say, this really touched a nerve in me because he gives a little caption for each piece of art, which I I think as, as a coach, you have such a unique opportunity to do. And somebody may say, wow, that really touched me. You know, can I talk to you about helping me move through this transition, this challenge that I'm in right now? But oh my goodness, I think this is an opportunity for you to go into that. Now, the challenge is you describe that you aren't making a whole lot of money with your art right now and being laid off. You need something really, really quickly. You may have to get yet another J-O-B to get you through a transition. But I would see it as such where you identify immediately what you're going to do to start increasing your income from your art and your coaching. And certainly I think with those both involved, you can replicate any possible salaried income that you might be able to generate. I mean, if you're a coach, is it clear what you coach on? Who is your specific person that you can help and how? If you're really clear on that, then I think you can, if you've got one client, if you go to five clients, you know, that would probably take care of exactly what we're talking about here. And that's an easier goal to go after than saying, well, you're going to go to five art shows and try to sell some of your painting. Now, I've been on your website. I mean, if you got very specific, you beautiful art. It's very specific in terms of themes that you like to work with. Um, and I think you ought to be able to maximize on that. But here's the challenging part for artists. And I run into this all the time with my wife being an artist. Gee, we're going to have another yet another art show, you know, that we're going to have your work in. Well, who goes to art shows? Other artists, primarily. I don't see people coming who are just shopping for art. It's other artists who are interested in what other artists are doing. So you're really speaking to the choir in, in that sense, where I don't know that you really have prospective buyers who are there. But if you look for creative opportunities for your art, where is it that your art would be valued? I worked with a lady years ago who was doing art. And I said, well, what do people say about your art? She said, well, people say that really gives them a calm, peaceful feeling to look at it. I said, okay, where do people need to feel calm and peaceful? We did a little brainstorming. What about dentist office? What do people feel like when they walk into a dentist office? They're usually not calm and peaceful. They're in pain. They're dreading what's to come. Nobody wants to be there. What if we had some really peaceful, calming art on the walls? That lady started going to 
dental conferences with her art. Guess how many other artists were at the dental conferences? None. She was it. She exploded her business because she took a particular focus for the kind of art that she was doing and knocked it out of the park as a result of that. That's what I would look for. Well, hey, just an interlude here to remind you these are real-life questions. I love having you send those in, the magic mailbox. If you go to 48days.com slash askdan, you can see that mailbox there. You can either leave an audio like Raven did or send in an email note. Either way, that's cool. If you have a, a resource that you want to share with our listeners or an idea or your own success story, I mean, feel free to shoot those in as well, but just go to 48days.com slash askdan. All right, got a question here from Kent, who says, I've seen many social media tools like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Everyone creates an account and wants a following or connection with other people. Where did they learn this or who taught them? I have no clue and I'm not a fan of social media. Can you help me learn how to do this to start an online business. Well, you get uh, a couple components to your question there, Kent. For one thing, social media is changing dramatically. I mean, it's changing so fast. I've got something going on with Facebook right now, and I really don't know what it is. But even my own sites, like, um, you know, for my mastermind and other things we've got up there, I can't get into. It's limiting me. And then when I scroll through Facebook, instead of having millions of things there, it goes through about 15 things and it says, hey, you've seen everything you need to see. That's it. I have no idea what's going on. And frankly, it's not at the top of my list to figure it out because I really don't care a whole lot. I don't, I don't depend on that. You know, we've got a massive online presence, but we're using things other than the social media tools that you mentioned here. Uh, we don't use those for Promoting now again, coming back to the main thing we use online to grow an audience and connect with people is this podcast. This is the bomb. I've never seen anything that has the responsiveness, the loyalty, the commitment that the podcast creates. I mean, it, it creates a connect, a sense of connection that goes far beyond books, courses, articles, live events. I mean because it's consistent that week after week and people, you know, like Raven listening for years and years, it's a different kind of connection. So you can choose what it is you want. You don't have to be forced to move into social media. Now, that being said, if you want to have an online business, you do have to have an online presence. So you have to figure out, is it going to be having a podcast, blogging, or are you going to learn how to use social media tools effectively? I mean, you can learn how to do that. I mean, that's not unrealistic at all. That's how you get good at doing it. So if you think that is important, then just simply learn. There are plenty of people out there to teach you. There are tutorials out there. There are YouTube videos. Just commit to doing that. You know, I've got a friend who has become a very, um, very well-known speaker. So he speaks at conferences and all that. The guy was driving a bread truck a few years ago. You know, no college, totally different direction. And I'm like, how did you get to be such a valued, well-paid speaker for corporate events? And all? He said, I identified 100 videos, TED Talks and others about speaking, that I, I watched 100 videos 
did this over a course of about three months. And in doing so, he became an expert at what to do, how to do that. I mean, that's, you can become great at a specific tool if you want. You want to know how to use AI, how to use ChatGPT or BARD or some of the other notion, some of the other tools we've got out there for AI? Just simply study that. I just bought a course on how to prompt AI so that it would recognize who you are and more and more give you responses based on what they know about you. Rather than just generic information out there, they learn to know you, what your likes and dislikes are, AI. So it goes out and finds information that's already kind of tailored to your biases. I bought a course on that. A couple guys I know and trust. So um, again, it may be a resource that I need to pass along here. All right, let's grab another question. Joyce says, do you have any suggestions on how to find W-2 work from home? So W-2 work, meaning at the end of the year she gets a W-2. That means she's a a regular, traditional employee. Um, For background, I've been doing contract work. Well, she goes through, she's been doing online teaching, substitute work, and all that. They're inconsistent. The pay is kind of up and down. She'd rather have something that's just a regular, traditional job, but still wants to work at home. Not unreasonable at all. Not at all. I mean, there's some really up-to-date information on this. I mean, studies over just the last few months, I mean, I'm talking here in May 2023, just the last few months, show productivity while working remotely from home is better than it is in working in an office setting. On average, those who work from home spend 10 minutes less a day being unproductive. They work one more day a week and they're 47% more productive. Now these, you know, you can get studies to say anything you want to, I suppose, the old adage, but these studies seem to be pretty consistent. Here's another one. Since the start of COVID-19, the number of people working from home has increased dramatically. Um, despite the fluctuating threat of the pandemic today, remote work only seems to be growing more popular. So as of 2022, 26% of U.S. employees now, these are employees, not just freelancers and all that. 26% are working remotely. There's expected to be 36.2 million employees working remotely by 2025. 40% of workers believe that they've been more productive while working at home during the pandemic as opposed to the office. 16% of U.S. companies are fully remote, don't have offices, don't have locations at all. 16% of U.S. companies and uh, remote opportunities are growing dramatically. Thus, in response to your question, Joy, finding a W-2 job that allows you to work from home is really no different at this point than just finding a traditional job. If you go through the job search strategy in 48 Days to the Work You Love, you'll see the process, you know, getting a clear focus, of course, looking inward so you really understand your most marketable skills. What are your skills and abilities, your personality tendencies, your values, dreams, and passions? From those, create a a resume that really presents you well. You send out an introduction letter first, then follow up with a cover letter and your resume. Then you follow that up with personal contact in some form or fashion, do the interviews, go through, and so all that. The fact that you want to work from home is really kind of a non-issue until you get to that point in the discussion. 
there are many, many traditional companies who have big buildings who will still allow you to work from home if that is, is in fact, your desire. I mean, companies realize the cost savings to them in terms of real estate, utilities, uh, food, snacks. I mean, all kinds of things that they're used to providing that they don't have to provide if somebody's working from home. I mean, for the most part, they don't even provide computers at this point. They just expect anybody to have a computer where they can log on and do their work from there. So there's tremendous advantages for companies in offering people to work remotely. So it's not a real, it's not even a real novelty anymore at this point, Joy. Just reach out, start doing your job search, and then let it be known at some point in the interview process that you really prefer to work from home. All right, hey, I'm going to start wrapping it up here. Next week, I've got a whole bunch of notes. I've been in, in several live events the last couple of weeks here. I want to just share some ideas. I mean, some of the things that I'm hearing are just crazy. Um, you know, talk to a guy who has a kid bought blow up pops, eight for a dollar, eight for a dollar. Then he sold them at school for 25 cents each, meaning for every four that he sold, he got four free to enjoy himself. This family first entrepreneur book that I mentioned, the guy and his wife that are doing that, that wrote the book, they buy handkerchiefs for 25 cents that they sell for $25. My brother has a a barn up in Ohio. He lives in Virginia, but a barn up in Ohio. It's in the heart of Amish country. He has a whole bunch of freezers in there that are owned by Amish people. They don't have electricity. So they pay him monthly fees just to have a deep freeze or refrigerator that's in his warehouse. They can come and go as they please. There's no problem with the honor system in that culture. They do that. But I mean, what a cool thing to get paid monthly because somebody's using your electricity and they don't have electricity themselves. Well, I've got, I've got some of those. I've got a, a new game that I want to overview for you that I'm going to talk about next week. Come back here. So come back again here in the 48 Days podcast to increase the resources that you're going to get. It'll expedite your own success. So thanks for listening, for sending in your questions, for being open growing, being a powerful force, making the world a better place. Hey, share this episode with three of your friends who are also committed to personal growth. You know, when you're surrounding yourself with other people who are on the same path as you are, it accelerates your success like nothing I know of. So you can do that and stay committed to your belief that we can, no matter what you're doing now. I mean, if you're doing the same thing you're doing 18 years ago, hey, that's cool. But uh, know that you can we can together without a shadow of doubt find or create work and a life that is meaningful, purposeful, and profitable. See you next week.